This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 25th, 2023. Fueled Love in Action. Good morning, Connection Church. Now, this is really today. Isn't this just a glorious day after all this rain? A glorious day to be part of God's kingdom. Amen? Amen. There at home, glad you're with us. So this morning, we're going to wrap up the series, Fueled, and today our focus is on love in action. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for coming today. Would you pray with, did I say, did we say both of our names? Okay. Got that covered. Yep. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you that we can gather as a family of God at 9 and 1030 and online to lift your name on high, settle us in, remove any distractions so that we can have some laser focus on what your word says and how we can apply it to our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said, <clears throat> amen. Amen. So I got to tell you, the other day I was, um, well, I was told this story about uh, everybody know where 299 is? You know, the one that runs right through town? Yeah. It runs in front of our neighborhood. Somebody told me that in front of our neighborhood, there was a, there was a woman driving and some guy cut her off. You know, who here has ever been cut off by somebody? Anybody? Yeah, one or two. Okay. So, and I'm sure we all are glad when that happens and we clap and say thank you, right? No. Well, you get a little upset and, well, this woman got, well, she got livid. I mean, she was like hooping and hollering, yelling offering the guy hand gestures, I mean, all kinds, and, and her window was down, so if you were outside the car, you could hear, well, you know, there's all that construction out there, so it was a, a police car, a local police guy, and he heard her, and he pulled her over, yeah, and, and so he says, you know, license and registration, uh, I know what that story is, and, and so he goes back to his car, and da, 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 and comes back, I don't know, five minutes later, hands it back, and he says, she says, officer, you know, why'd you pull me? I thought you'd pull the other guy over. You know, he's the one cut me. Why'd you pull me over? He says, well, ma'am, I, something didn't make sense to me because I came up behind you and, and, and I saw you hooping and hollering. I heard you hooping and hollering. But then on the back of your car, I saw those, that little fish you got on the back there. I figured the car had to be stolen because, you know, if you really... The two did not line up, you know. I, I figured you had to have stolen the car. Have a good day, ma'am. So, you might have heard that before, but it... Wait a minute, who's heard it before? Okay, wow. Well, not wow. that many. That's okay. underwhelming, that's good. Okay. All right. There is a measure of truth, though, to this little joke. True story. True yeah. story that he shared, because as a Christ follower, as someone who says... Jesus, you're my Lord, I'm going to, I'm a Christian. We shouldn't behave like that. We shouldn't behave like that. And so how should a Christ follower behave? How should a Christ follower act? What actions can we expect out of those who say Jesus is my Lord? Well, the simple, um, well, the answer is found in here. 
plain and simple. But some of us a long time ago used to know this song if we were in any kind of camp situation. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Who knows that song? Yeah. Sing the rest. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Yeah, it, it's, it's by our love. That's how we're set apart. It's a love that we're going to talk about today. We're talking about love in action. Love in action. The last part of chapter 12 of, of the book of Romans gives us some, gives us some guidelines uh, as to what love in action looks like. <clears throat> Our focus is on verses 9 to 21 today, and we're going to kind of alternate between different versions of the Bible. Uh, we're going to start here with uh, Romans 12, 9 to 10, and this will be the message, which is a paraphrase of the scripture, but I find it rather insightful sometimes, kind of open our eyes to things. So here we go. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. <clears throat> Run for dear life from evil. That's a, a good way to put it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Well, it starts off with love has to be real. It cannot be fake. And you're thinking, well, love isn't fake. Well, sometimes it might be. Sometimes we might not really mean it. And that's not good. Love has to come from the very center of who we are. The NIV version of Scripture says love must be sincere. That's a really good word, isn't it? Sincere to have to... Um, be the recipient of sincerity just is a builder-upper. And so love must be sincere. The word for love found in the Bible, uh, one, trans, one way Greek word is agape love. We've shared this a lot. Agape means unconditional love, a love that has no strings attached. And doesn't it feel like sometimes love has strings attached? But that's not what Jesus says. Agape love is a no-strings-attached love, the kind of love that he had for us when he gave his very life for us on the cross. And it's such a precious, sincere kind of love. Agape love is not just a feeling, but it's a decision, a decision that is um, where we unconditionally give ourselves to one another, that all-in kind of love decision. It is the kind of love that we should have, that we should base our marriages on. It's the kind of love that we should have for our kids, our grandkids, those who are close to us. For everybody, actually. For everyone. Agape love. Mm. This love and action that we're talking about this morning wants nothing to do with evil. Keeps its distance from evil. Stays as far away as possible from evil. Because it knows that evil has power. E evil entices. Evil can entrap us. Run. Run for dear life from evil. And instead, hold on for dear life to good. And, and 
I don't think we need to outline good and evil here, do we? We, we kind of have a, a handle on something good or something evil or the difference between the two. You know when you see it, hear it, feel it, rub up against it, run away from evil and hold on for dear life to good. We find it helpful to look at different versions of Scripture. I love BibleGateway.com. It's, it's a free app where you can line up the same Scripture with different versions. And it just helps give, give it different looks. It's the same intent, the same foundation with um, different looks. The NIV version of what Alan just read in the message says this, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And then the NLT or New Living Translation puts it this way. Love each other with genuine affection. I like that too, genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. In both of these translations, we find the word love and we find the word honor to very important things in relationships, critical things. To honor is to hold in high esteem, to treat with value, to honor a person is to value another person. And that's how it should be in our relationships with one another. Alan and I have, in our relationship, used the word honor actually sparingly, well, we use the word dishonor sparingly. If I have said something that might have um, not been good to him, and he says to me, I really felt dishonored when you said this or when you did this, that breaks my heart because the last thing I want to do is dishonor him. There's a different way to get my point across than in a dishonoring way. And so um, to honor one another is a critical in relationships. Hmm. And so when we honor someone, it means to basically put them above myself. In other words, putting love in action means it's not always about me. We've heard that here before a couple of times, haven't we? It's not always about me. Let the focus be on the other person. As the message tells us, love deeply and practice playing second fiddle. I like that. Practice playing second fiddle. Most of us don't like playing second fiddle. I know one person who does. Courtney. Yeah. It's unusual for her to be singing here by, uh, today because Courtney really like likes... Like up front all by herself. Yeah, yeah, she likes to be second fiddle. I, I mean, that she feels that's, that's her best. Um, uh, it, it, it's tough to be second fiddle, not first chair, not the star of the show, not the center of attention. But putting love in action means there are times when we got to let somebody else shine, when we encourage them to shine, when we back them up in their shining. Now, thinking about this whole second fiddle today, second fiddle, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> it takes both a first and second fiddle to make beautiful music, because it's the second fiddle that brings the harmony. The first fiddle plays, plays the melody, and the second fiddle would play the harmony. And you put those two together, that makes for some good music. Let's continue to, with verses 11 through 13. 11 through 13, the New International Version. 
Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Never be lacking in zeal. Zeal. Woo! Passion. Enthusiasm. Say zeal. Yeah, you said it with a little bit of ump. Zeal. Fervor. Energy. Giving it all you've got. And then some when serving the Lord, which is a 24-7, 365 thing. In the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, Jesus says this to the church at Sardis. See, this church is neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm when it comes to their faith. And Jesus says, I think I just want to spit you out. If you're, that's my, he does say spit you out. And other translations say puke. Not good. <laughs> Connection Church should never be lukewarm about who we are in Christ and our mission. We would not want Jesus to say, Connection, I just want to puke you up. That's terrible. So let us be known with our zeal for our mission to <clears throat> connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. And I love this next part, verse 12. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Say it with me, will you? Joyful in hope, patient, patient in affliction, affliction, faithful in, in prayer. prayer. Full of joy, full of patience, full of faith. And share, be, be generous to those in need. You know, think about how the Lord has shared with you when you've been in need. I know He shared with me many times, uh, especially when I needed rest, uh, when I needed patience, <laughs> when, when I needed um, a sense of peace, you know, that peace that goes past all understanding. The Lord shares with each and every one of us every day. And also practice hospitality. You know, here's the thing to note. Hospitality is all about the guest, not about the host. You know, when we're trying to, we're having a party and we fix in the house, I mean, you know, we're concerned with how we're going to look, how our, uh, how it's gonna, our home is going to present us. It's not, hospi it's not about me. It's not about the host. Hospitality uh, isn't about making the host look good, but it's about putting the guests at ease, at making them feel good. You see the difference there? It's about making the guests feel good. It's not about me, but about you. Hospitality is one of our core values here at here at Connection Church, it's a non-negotiable. See, here's the thing. If you came in this morning, and may, may, I know there were some, there were some first-timers here, and, and, and you come in and you said, you know, that message wasn't all they thought it was, you know. I can't believe they'd say it, but, you know, that happened only. That message just wasn't that great. And, and the music, phew, well, I think it was great, but, you know, some, not everybody likes the same kind of music. Those things... But if you come in and said, uh, I was not made to feel welcome, uh, I didn't feel welcomed, that cuts to our hearts. Because above all else, we want to make sure that you feel welcomed here at all times. From the, out there in the parking lot, the person out there waving you in, 
the right up till we're leaving the, at the end of the service saying goodbye. Hospitality makes a lot of sense and a lot of importance. Picking it up at verse 14, the message version. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. <laughs> so they're saying, bless your enemies. Seriously? Bless the, my enemies? Well, yes. It says, bless your enemies. And so what does that look like? Well, we are fueled by the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit is where we get our fuel, we can, in fact, live this out as hard as it can be. What does it mean to bless? Well, it's asking God to look favorably upon something and that unconditional grace and unconditional mercy, I've received it, so why wouldn't I want everybody to receive it? That's what Jesus needs everybody to experience, that unconditional agape love of Christ. And, I mean, let's not forget about forgiveness either. So that means letting go of whatever it is that might have offended not allowing that to dictate our behavior, our speech, our reaction. Just because somebody may offend or hurt us, their behavior does not determine ours. And so it would be so important if somebody, you know, lashes out or criticizes me, I need to take the high road. We need to take the high road as Christ followers. So that's what what this is and in doing that it's it's like a blessing the other thing is God's got it we don't have to be you know the judge and the jury just okay God you've got it and the other kind of interesting thing about this scripture remember it's a paraphrase it says bless your enemies no cursing under your breath so we shouldn't do that either. <laughs> the message paraphrases verse 15 this way. Laugh with your friends when they are happy and share tears when they are sad. Boy, that packs a lot, doesn't it? Aren't those kind of friendships just wonderful? When, when you can be you, right? When you can be you. And get along with others. And, and how do you do that? Well, one way is you don't go around thinking that you're better than they are. Because I got news for you. You're not. <laughs> you're not. Everybody's got their good points. And everybody's got their bad points. And we're called to deal with them, with each other, aren't we? All of us. Give All each other us. grace. Huh? Give each other grace. There you go. So the next line is, is very interesting. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. <laughs> so we, this says um, make friends with nobodies. And we're a nobody, but I hesitate to say this. Now listen to the context. Jesus is the somebody. And so when Christ is in us, that makes us a somebody. 
and we need to share that love with other people. We need to care for the least, the last, the lost. We're all in the desert at some point. We all need refreshment. We all need that living water. And so not to put ourselves above anybody else, but to walk alongside of one another, perhaps lead someone to that living water, is what we're called to do to make a difference. Mm. Romans 12, 17 through 19 is the New International Version. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Say that with me. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Romans 12, 17, 19. You know, the question, but what if he, what if Lord doesn't do it right? What if he doesn't do it the way I would do it? Well, just think about what you just said. Yeah, enough said there, right? Do not repay evil for evil. We literally find that same idea in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, when we're told this, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Now, one of these is uh, from Paul, Romans. Peter, of course, writes the letter from Peter. That they both reflect the teaching that Jesus shared about loving your enemies, right? And praying for those who persecute you. Ooh, to not take an eye for an eye. You know, in other words, well, you did this, so I'm going to do this, which is of equal value. Not an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. To love everyone, not just those who love you. Yeah, you think about that. Anybody can do that, right? That, that, that. I mean, Jesus said even the pagans do that. That's, that's not the deal. Verse 18 says this. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I love this scripture. This is an incredible scripture. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with one another. Hebrews also says in 12:14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. So what this is saying, I mean, it's really hard to live in peace. What happens if I want to live in peace with someone and they don't want to live in peace with me? That happens. We've all had fractured relationships in our lives. But all I can do is handle myself. I can be in control of me. I can't be in control of that other person. And so this is another case where it's like their behavior or whether they accept whatever I'm offering as far as asking for forgiveness or whatever, I can't, I can't switch them around. Only God can. But my role is to take the high road and to leave it with Jesus, to leave it with God. We can only do our part. It's also important, though, when we're looking at a situation like that to, to look at where we might have contributed to the problem and to take ownership of that. 
and to repent or apologize, but then ultimately God can take it from there. God can handle it. He's a lot better than we are at these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And so we finish up today with Romans 12, 20 to 21. And this is from the message again. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. So it's interesting the way the message puts this, buy an enemy lunch or get him a drink. I think the point is, is that the generosity on your part would be such a surprise and ultimately a blessing. Proverbs 25, verses 21 through 22 says this, in doing this, which is buying them lunch or getting them a drink, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, at first, that doesn't sound good. See that? I mean, that does not sound good. Heaping burning coals on someone's head. Doesn't sound enjoyable. No. But let's take a look at this in context. Back in the day when this was written, to help someone whose fire has gone out, you would give them some hot coals to get them started. And the way these hot coals would be given, they'd often put them in a basket on someone's head. And that's really a friendly thing. It's a loving thing. It's a giving thing. It's a neighborly thing. It's not harmful. It's not evil. So how surprising would it be if someone who is an enemy, and that's such a strong word, but what if we turn that around and just share kindness instead of um, lashing out? That would be our role. That our role. That is our instruction as a Christ follower. Don't let evil get the best of you. Don't repay evil with evil. Like we said before, anybody can do that. That doesn't take any creativity. That, that doesn't take any love. We're talking here about love in action. Love in action being the fuel God gives us to make a difference in the lives around us, to make a difference in the world. Anybody can repay evil with evil. It takes someone special to repay evil with good. You know, when a coworker hurls a harsh word your way, you, you can always try to one-up him or her, but instead of that, try to say something kind. That would be novel. Uh, that might even surprise, that might even get their attention. Hello. Uh, and to the point where they, they might not really even know what to do if you pay, repaid evil with a kind word. Huh? Who knows, maybe they might even pay it forward if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe it will be the start of a chain reaction of goodness <laughs> in response to evil. Wouldn't that be novel? It could happen. You know, with God, all things are possible. Who knows? But it has to start someplace. You know, everything has to start someplace. Why not now? Why not with you? Why not with me? Why not with us? <laughs> Who knows? 
Uh, maybe we can get the best of evil uh, by doing some good. Work for Jesus. Why not? So in the month of June, we've been looking at some scriptures out of the book of Romans. Romans is really, all the books are great, but this has so much um, theology about being justified by grace uh, through faith. It has so much in it. And so we would encourage you to open up the book of Romans and, and read uh, this letter that Paul wrote. But our day today was focused on Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. And it is full of instruction that we can live out. It's about love in action. It says to love sincerely, be devoted to one another in love. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be faithful in prayer. This scripture uh, encourages us to practice hospitality, to bless those who hurt you. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not overcome evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is our fuel. And today we've talked about love in action. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for this letter that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. It is so full of, of important uh, instruction in ways to live. Thank you, Lord, in, um, in the way that we can learn when we open up the pages of this scripture. Thank you for last week when we talked about um, being our bodies being living sacrifices, holy and pleasing, about worship, about not conforming to the pattern of this world, but allowing our minds to be transformed. Thank you, Lord, for the scriptures about not ever being able to be separated from you. God, we are grateful for you in our lives. We're grateful for what you did for us. You are the great I am. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning, the end. You are the way maker. God, we just stand in awe of you and we honor you with our lives. We give this all to you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.